You are now tuning in to People Behind Design, a podcast by Compact Plus, where we share behind-the-scenes stories with creative designers and interior experts to help you find new, meaningful possibilities to create your ideal living space. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode 3 of People Behind Design, where we sit down and share inspiration through conversations. My name is Derek, and today we're excited to have with us, Taylan, from local ID firm, Authors in Style. Welcome, Taylan. Thank you so much for joining me today on People Behind Design. Hi, Derek. Hello, everyone. Just a brief introduction of Authors. Awarded by Canvas as one of the most trustworthy interior design firms in Singapore, Authors specializes in the craft of tailored living spaces with unique stories to tell. Since the studio's debut in 2017, Taylor and her team has helped countless of homeowners weave meaning into designs personalized for modern comfort. And we're excited to have her with us today to talk about her creative journey and what her studio values about meaningful interior design. So Taylor, could you tell us more about your journey with Authors in Style? What's the story behind the name of the studio? Authors is a storyteller and creator. Um, creating perspective and stories for different spaces and in style is more a uh, wordplay at right. emphasis on the styling component of interior design yeah so yeah you were asking me about the journey so mm. speaking of the journey with authors okay as co-founder i would say the journeys has been up and down yeah as someone with purely design background I did not have much experience or knowledge on running a business or leading a team. So okay. there were really a lot of challenges um, during the initial startup. But of course, all that effort doubled the pride and joy of everything that me and my team have achieved so far. Absolutely. I mean, the sense of accomplishment, you know, and satisfaction must be really amazing. Yeah. So, so Taylor, how do you usually balance your need for a good story to match good designs? Oh, okay. Um, I personally think that a good design should always, yeah, should always tell a good story. So I wouldn't really say that we are looking for a balance between story and design, you know, as they should be complementary of each other instead of opposing. Yeah, because because you know, like good design never exists in vacuums. It's not. Just about like putting in the right things, the nice color to make things look pretty. Okay. Right? It's about creating spaces with purpose for people. Right. So a good designer is just like a yeah, a, a good author. We first need to understand the background, the context, and characters involved. Yeah, as all these set the foundation for a good story. Yeah, precisely. So I guess a good story does need like good characters, mm. good storyline, good plot kind of thing right, yeah. to form a really, really interesting story. Yes, right? yes. So in terms of design elements, what kind of combination or like hero characteristics do you or even okay. your team look into, <laughs> you know, for your stories? Hero. Okay. Uh, we don't usually look for any specific element or combination, I think. Mm, I think because all the design elements such as like colours, lighting, use of space, etc., you know, should play a crucial part to bring out the whole picture. Right. Yeah, all the elements have to work together to create the harmony. Yeah. For example, for example, in a house with the right colors, 
forms, but if without a good play of lighting, space or, or pattern, the overall picture will just look very flat and maybe in some cases incomplete even. Precisely. So I guess, yeah, like, like you mentioned, you need good lightings, you know, good colours and then make full use of the space itself yeah, to mm. form a really, really nice, nice and cosy space. Yeah. Itself. Right. So uh, what are some of your favourite decorative elements that acts as lovable sidekicks in your stories? <laughs> okay. Um, favourite. Okay. If I really have to choose a favourite, I would say lighting. Yeah, I think lighting for me is um, probably the most critical element when it comes to interior design. Yeah, it can totally change the mood, the ambience, and and yeah, and even the per- uh, perceived size of a, of a place. So imagine, imagine if you have a nice, nicely designed place with nice color, nice texture, branded right. furniture, everything, right? But if it just lit with a bright white ceiling light, you know, instead of a very cozy home, you know, you you might actually just look at it like a storeroom. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just like a like a, like a very flat yes, kind correct. of thing. Yes, everything is very flat, without layering, you know, all this stuff, then yeah, all the good design, good work is kind of wasted. I see. So, so uh, when you're talking about lighting, I mean, it relates, I mean, it, it, it made me think of like photography, you mm. know, when you're, take, you're t- thinking of taking a good picture. Right. Like, lighting, it's really, really crucial, yes. right, to make sure yes. everything is properly lit up, yep. right, with a proper, you know, composition kind mm. of thing, you know, mm. to take a very good picture. Correct. So, between crafting the story and watching it unfold, you know, throughout the renovation process, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I, I do understand sometimes it might be very lengthy, you know, mm. in terms of the process. So, which part of the process brings you or your team the most joy as an ID? Okay. Um, the entire renovation process, uh, starting from the very beginning of the story when we first meet up with the homeowner until the renovation itself and then at the end, the handover. I think each stage has its own different kind of excitement and joy but if I must choose one that gives me the most joy, I would say when we finally get to see the entire project you know, come to a completion. Right. Yeah, I'm sure this is a very common answer you know, coming yes, yes, from exactly. a designer. Yeah, but as cliche as it might sound, it's actually, yeah, it, it does spark the most joy when something that you have been imagining uh, in your mind you know, for months turned into reality finally. Precisely. Right? Yeah, so from, from seeing an empty space turned out in a nice way with the clients loving the outcome, for them to move in, settling down and showing their appreciation and thank you. I think these all are all the satisfaction that we get after a period of hard work. Yeah. I, I, I really <laughs> agree with that, Taylor. You know, that, that kind of feeling of accomplishment, you know, uh, especially when you can see those uh, smile coming mm. back from the clients yes. and... and <laughs> And you and your team get after completing any any project yep. and being recognized, especially for yes, for yes. the hard work or the effort that yes. you, that you have put it in. Yeah. It, it's all it, of it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's definitely very very yeah. awesome. But of course, having said all that, right? I think the initial stages of meeting up with the clients and brainstorming can really bring a lot of joy to me as well. Uh, when you get the chance to learn about someone new, um, their habit taste and lifestyles, I think all this give me a lot of inspiration. Right. Yeah, because I think sometimes inspiration doesn't really just come from abstract design concept, but rather from the client themselves. 
yeah, they give us the idea that I can use as a designer to explore the possibility together with them. Yeah, before jumping straight into the renovation stage, you know. Yeah, I really enjoy, you know, this type of combined effort where we write their story together through interactions and sharing a vision together instead of like just me having me like telling them what to do. Correct. Yeah. So so I guess uh for between homeowners and, and, and interior designers, so they are like sort of collaborating mm. kind of thing. So yes. uh, the homeowners will input, you know, their requirements and then from designer's perspective, okay, they, they'll try to advise, okay, mm. what, what kind of uh, beautiful designs, right, that could suit your requirement yes, kind of yes. thing so that they can work out, you know, perfectly mm. perform, yeah, the, the, the final outcome yeah, that they yeah. dreamed of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about uh, designing, yeah, I, I mean, personally, I'm in love, you know, with the rattan elements that you introduced for the project named Luna. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a residential project that you completed a few months ago. Is there a certain, you know, design element mm-hmm. or interior feature that you feel it's often understated or overlooked? Okay, I, I, I would say texture, and I mean the physical surface texture. Okay. Yeah, because from my experience, I think people don't usually realize how adding textures to the wall or flooring can significantly improve the experience of the user. Right, for example, when, when choosing furniture and accessory, yeah, most people will just focus on choosing the colors and forget about the texture. Yeah, whether they are glossy, smooth, rough, whether it feels more like organic or synthetic. I think these are often overlooked because this element can only be felt, not seen. Right. Yeah. It's it's very common. Yeah, it's it's really, very really common when when people visualize a home, a place. Um, the obvious thing that people will notice are those that can be seen directly. Yeah, just like colors, forms, furniture. But when you are actually living in a space and using it, you will not just see the place, but actually touch it, use it, and feel it. Yeah, right. yeah. So and, and texture have the ability to create and add a very unique dimension to an interior space. Yeah. So, so I guess it's a mm. it's a sense of touch, you know, correct, from, correct. from the people. It's, it's, it's a feeling. It's, it's a feeling. Yeah. So it's a it's another type of feedback yes, that comes back to the yes. body itself. So. Yeah, but when it comes down to to it, right, interior design is ultimately not just about uh, how nice a space can be designed to look. Yeah, it, it actually extends to what we can feel and. Of course, the entire experience when we are using the space. That's, yeah. that's a very good point though. <laughs> I mean, uh, I've had my fair share, you know, of disappointments, you know, when uh, coming to choosing furniture mm. kind of thing. Yeah, uh, there were like instances whereby I'm, I'm attracted, you know, to a certain furniture. But when I really got them, I mean, got my hands on them, mm-hmm. right? I was a bit disappointed. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I yeah, that's, I, I, I guess that's the reason, that's the reason why we need all these physical showrooms yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So we can really go down personally, mm. you know, and to feel them, touch them physically, and then to try them out perhaps, you know, before making yes. the actual purchase. Yes. Right. So, Taylan, uh, what's your advice for homeowners when it comes to selecting like themes between classic or trending? Okay. Um, I think Unless, okay, unless having a certain team is really a must for you, okay, if, if that's not the case, right, I would advise uh, them not, you know, to prioritize on the key requirement for the space instead. Yeah, 
help your ID to understand about you as much as possible. Right. Yeah, because for me, I think the, the, the issue about trending teams and uh, design is that the clients will tend to show you a photo of a look they, they like, but when you ask them back as what specific part of this design they actually like, right? Sometimes clients, I think most of the time, okay, clients find it difficult to, to give a firm answer. Yeah, yeah, usually they might just say, oh, okay, this look nice. Yeah, right. and I think it will look nice like in general, but they are often not sure what kind of team it falls under. I see. Yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why we can see a lot of homes, you know, nowadays looking unique because of uh, mixed match elements of design rather mm. than just, you know, purely based yeah, on yeah. the beautiful pictures that they got online yes. or even shared from friends. Then they approach an ID to say, hey, I want something like yes, this yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. like a copy and paste kind of thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, so when it comes to like, you know, setting a team, I, I often find myself asking my clients if um, this is really something that, that they like, you know, or it's just because that they have recently seen a lot of similar design and are kind of influenced or conditioned yeah, by the trend. Yeah, because, you know, like nowadays people... Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we use, yeah, we we use we, a lot we, of our phones. Uh, ourself, right? Correct, yeah, correct. we scroll uh, social media days and night. Okay? Right. So, so we're, we're, we're basically flooded, you know, with all these yes, nice photos. Exactly. So, so because as you keep seeing a certain type of style on social media, you become conditioned to think that this must be something very nice, right? True. That's why it's so popular and everyone's doing it. Right. right? Or maybe because uh, the good designer are proposing this type of style, therefore you might, you, you may be conditioned to think that, you know, this is a must to have for a home. True, true. Right? Yeah. So in any case, if you are still uncertain about the team, right, I would advise, um, don't force yourself. Yeah, I would advise the house owner, don't force yourself. Okay. You don't really have to you know, start by choosing a classic or trendy team. Um, in fact, focus on your meat, right? Take your time to understand what you really like in your future home, especially about your lifestyle. I think all this uh, is actually a very important information that helps your designer to understand you so that they can propose something that is suitable just for you. Yeah, I guess it's also important to, you know, like uh, let the homeowners understand that uh, their inputs or what their requirement is, mm. it's really important mm. rather than just base it solely on other people's yes, opinion yes, kind of yes. thing. Because you have different lifestyle, that's the thing. Right. And so, then at, at the end of the day, the space that they are trying to, you know, uh, get it done up, probably it's it's a space that they physically would like to stay yes, inside. Yes, correct. Right. Right. It's not about somebody else. It's about them, the house owner themselves being the user. So I think what you actually like, what you actually need is the most important one. Correct. Instead of like just keep following the trend right, or right. like a team, you know, just just because that everyone's doing it. <laughs> right, right. Just yeah. because it looks so beautiful in the picture yeah. kind of thing. Okay, so throughout a standard renovation process, mm. which factor possesses the bigger challenge? Uh, is it working mm. with a tight schedule or working with a tight budget? Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, tight schedule. Okay. I think, yeah, I, for me, I think tight schedule will definitely be a bigger challenge uh, 
compared to a tight budget. Right. Um, yeah, because for a project to stay within budget, right, I think it's up to the client and I to work together and compromise to achieve an agreeable solution. Whereas uh, a tight schedule will involve and affect the parties throughout the renovation process, like from the subcon to supplier, installer, Precisely. correct, or, or even like furniture deliveries. Correct, as in if, if, if you are having a very, very tight kind of yeah, schedule, yeah. It, it, it will so-called uh, somehow disrupt everything. Yeah, you know? that's why I think that like, because when it comes to like renovation scheduling, is um, it's really a crucial process. Um, if there is, isn't any time of, to buffer, right, once there is a delay during one stage of the reno, then it will be affecting every other stage that is planned afterward. Right, right, so it's like right. a snowball effect. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, well, I, I would definitely say that a like, tight schedule is a bigger challenge. All right, yeah. all right. I, I, I mean, I can relate to that. You know, we, we often make plans, you know, down to the very, very last fine detail, but mm. rarely are we able to execute them yeah. 100% according <laughs> to what we planned out without yeah. needing to deal with, like, like what you mentioned, those mm. hiccups along the mm. way, some delays that, that yeah. we unforeseen kind yes. of thing. Yeah, so like all brands, it must have been a very challenging time for you guys in the mm. past few years yes as we had to deal with a lot of social restrictions kind of thing due to COVID-19 mm-hmm. so as a service provider which qualities of good service make up the brand DNA for authors in style mm, okay I think the most important quality is definitely to be responsible yeah I right. think, okay in our line of work it is almost unavoidable that Things can sometimes not go according to the plan. And yes, mistakes will be made. Yeah, so there are just too many different, as I said earlier, there are just too many different parties and factors involved in a renovation that can be difficult to foresee and sometimes out of our control. Yeah, so therefore I think it's really important for a designer to be uh, responsible, that they can stay focused on the mission to solve problem and offer right. solution uh, rather than just try to shift the blame or yeah. even worse like MIA. Correct. Yeah. I mean, imagine imagine a homeowner it's like waiting for replies and then mm. they are so eager to know the progress then the designer that they engage somehow MIA yes, kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> so I think a big part of ours is actually to put ourselves in our client's shoes since you know a renovation is always a significant project for them. We really understand how stressed and anxious a client may feel when unforeseen situations occur. Yeah, so I personally believe that every good designer should have the mental fortitude to steady the ship when it's needed as part of being responsible toward the trust placed in us by our client. Precisely, yeah. precisely. I guess mm. that's the trust, you know, yeah, between correct. the designers and the homeowners, right? Mm. That that's a must, you know, in order for to have a very good and, and proper kind of outcome. Yes. Right? So now, here's a more personal question for you, Taylor. Yeah. What actually drives you as a creative leader? Mm. Okay. My biggest motivation, I I really have to say that, uh, has always been the team. Okay, yeah. okay, the, okay. The member who make up team authors, okay? Right. I think it's the human relationship that really makes uh, the entire experience worthwhile, okay? I, yeah, it's a process of building trust and bond with the team. 
that give me the confidence. Yeah, of course, you know, being a leader can be super stressed at the same time. Okay, <laughs> right. as I have the responsibility to serve each of them, every member of Team Waters. Yeah, and lead by example. But yeah, sometimes that the same pressure is also what push me forward to perform better. Exactly, exactly. I I I understand. I mean, mm. being a leader itself, it does. Brings more responsibilities, yes, right? In terms of motivating the team. <laughs> mm. At the same time, you have to make sure everybody. It's uh, I mean, you have to check on everybody's mm. situation, correct, correct. right? To make sure they are fine, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, there's that saying that advises us to not look back or to always look forward. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find yourself looking back at your like past completed okay. projects or works okay. and think that hey? You, you, you could make it better. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. Yes, for sure. In fact, I, this is something that I, I do all the time. Yeah, sometimes even after a few years down the road, right, after having right. completed a project, I might come across an idea like and think to myself like, hey, actually this idea could have been, you know, implemented to that project a few years ago. Right. Yeah, why, why haven't I thought about that? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but in this case, I, I don't feel regretful for knowing how these things can be improved. Yeah. I think looking back gives me the opportunity to grow, right. to improve my design, my skill. And of course, there will always be chances to implement uh, this particular design in the future. And that's how we learn from our experience. But yeah. if you're asking, you know, if I ever look back, then the answer is definitely a yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. True. True that. Sometimes looking back at achievements or even you know missed opportunities in the past can really lead to unexpected gains. Mm. If anything, we can at least see the difference and compare in how much we have grown as the people we were back yeah. then and who we are today. Yes. Right. So, Taylor, is there a dream project that you would like to work on one day in the future? Mm. I am actually working on it right now. Really? Yes. Okay. I am currently designing a home for myself and my loved one. Oh, yeah, like, oh. like finally. You know, oh, like nice. Having completed so many projects for my clients over the past nine years, right? I am finally writing my own chapter. Yeah. Cool. I would say that, um, yeah, this is definitely a unique experience. Yeah, playing the role of both homeowner and designer at the same time. Would yeah. you like would you like fight within your own self, you know? In a in a sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because last time that we tend to focus more on the design than we try to like emphasize, you know, this and that. But when it comes to I am the homeowner and then like my family will be the user as well, right? right? That I need to balance. Correct. I need to balance, you know, like oh okay, maybe maintenance wise, right. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, to make yeah. sure that everyone stay in the home is happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the okay. most important point. <laughs> yes, correct. But but of course, I think you. Know, I believe this is actually a very good opportunity for me. Yeah, to gain more insight from a different perspective. Yeah, that I am used to, and yeah, use it for further improvement myself as a designer. Correct. Yeah. Then yeah, on the other hand, being a designer and working on my very own home give me a lot of freedom or for my creativity to really run well but right. also not too well at the same time. <laughs> so so, so to, to, to a certain extent, you know. Yes, correct, correct. Yeah. Cool. That sounds exciting. I can't wait to see your new house too. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So Taylan, now that the year is almost half over, what's coming up next for Team Otters? 
Uh, oh, oh, okay. One of the most exciting project for me and our team is, uh, yeah, the upcoming show renovation. <laughs> you mean you mean this beautiful yes, showroom this that one, we're in now? Oh, okay, yes. okay. Having been at our current place, which is here since twenty sixteen. Yeah, we, we think that is a good timing to, to refresh the place and give it some update to keep up with our growing team. Right. Yeah, it will also be a chance for our team to come together to brainstorm, explore concept and design. Yeah, I think this is something that I've been very much looking forward to. Cool. Yeah, the, the show is, you know, you know, like the show is where we do our work, where we meet clients, business partner, where we socialize and even rest. Yeah, this is the place we, I would say, spend most of our working hour at. Yeah, it, it also serves as a first impression toward our clients representing our team's design philosophy in a physical form up close. Yeah, so of course this is going to be a, a very impactful project as well and I'm very excited to take on this challenge together with my team. Right, so it's, it's like a project together with your yes, team, you know, yes, to work correct. on, to build, you know, yeah. as in to, to revamp a little, right? Uh, not, in, not just a little. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not just a little, okay. We, we don't know, so, you know, like we so, will just keep it as a, you know, surprise. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's exciting. I mean, I look forward to it, you know. So, 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 uh, Taylor, do let us know when it's ready so that we can drop sure, by and will. have a look. I will, I will let you know. So now, before we bring this session to a close, let's play a mini game to sum up this entire episode. Okay. Right? It's called One Word at a Time. Basically, I'll start off by saying one word mm-hmm. and you have to continue with another word. And this repeats, so eventually we will be creating a sentence to conclude today's episode. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Let's start. Alright, I'll start here. I had a really wonderful time today and hope that we would do this again <laughs> not so soon hey, Taylor only, <laughs> only one word come on <laughs> just kidding just kidding alright alright all right. okay once, once, once again a big thank you to you Taylor uh, for sharing your stories with us thanks, today thanks my pleasure right. so do head over to Instagram to follow her and her team's journey with Authors in Style I really hope that this episode has provided helpful insight on this ID studio and their approach to creating personalized homes for people. For more behind-the-scenes stories, tune in again next time for a new episode of People Behind Design. Ciao! Thanks for tuning in to People Behind Design. Do follow us on Spotify and be part of our inspirational journey on Facebook and Instagram. Till then!